There yet in exploration and education and anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I am an anime expert, D. Hollander. And I'm Brandon McCullough, your anime Schrodinger, Schrodinger's cat. Meow. Ooh, mess that up. Uh, <laughs> is he in <laughs> which, the box or isn't he? We'll never did know. Did pronounce that right? Or did Absolutely. No, that's factually. I did not. <laughs> that, <laughs> you, can, you can cite how wrong I was. <laughs> it's the base level quantum physics reference that everyone knows, but no one really knows. <laughs> yeah, it's the thing. Uh, if you're me, you learned in sight class and went, "Oh, I'm an intellectual now." Ooh, ooh. <laughs> if you're me, you learned it from watching Adventure Time. Going, what the hell is this weird cat about? And then someone on 4chan referenced, and I was like, "What?" And I just <laughs> deep dived for like two days. I know about it, but I don't know where, and that's fine with me. <laughs> That's fine. You're free from the curse of knowledge. Yeah. I simply exist. And uh, it is it is a prison. Existence is a prison. I'm, I'm pushing through. I am very on, very with you on that point today. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, what... What do we have going on this week? Why why the metaphysical uh, references immediately? <laughs> Apparently we're fighting today. <laughs> Apparently we're getting ready for a brawl. That's what's happening today. <laughs> My fists um, are up. Uh, I panicked the last episode and just pulled something and I yanked this from D's list. So apologies, mm-hmm. D. Uh, yeah, what kind of bad host would do that on a regular basis? <laughs> Come on. That's irresponsible. I picked it because this is actually one I've already watched, so I have oh. the full experience. Though, while getting ready for this uh, episode, I recorded, I realized I missed an episode in the middle of it. So oh. out of the 12 episodes, I missed episode 9. So I guess I missed some context, and I guess I just ran with it <laughs> and wow. assumed I was an idiot. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, this week we're watching Sunny Boy. Yeah. And despite me watching all of it, I genuinely have no idea why that's the title. <laughs> So I'm interested to see if we see if you can figure it out. People just pick titles and it doesn't matter. Like I I don't know song titles. Sometimes they just don't make sense. Bleach was named after a Nirvana song. Why does anything to do with the show? It doesn't. It's a badly written show. (laughs) There you Um, go. I grew up on pop punk. I knew. I I know about titles that have nothing to do with the content of the (laughs) content to consume. Yeah. Something catchy to grab your attention, and when you're locked in, you're locked in. You go, uh oh. Um. Anyway, do either of you know anything about Sunny Boy? I know it's a newer show, so. Mm-hmm. I, of course, heard about it from Mother's Basement, and then I watched the first episode a little bit ago, but I was too sleepy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I have to rewatch that. So yeah, that's where I'm at with it. <laughs> it's a good enough starting point anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, I, I got nothing. Yeah. Based on yeah. what I heard about it, I was interested, so. I'm excited to watch it again. I was looking up shows for like Halloween time, and I saw this one as a psychological thriller. And hmm. after watching it is when I realized thriller doesn't necessarily mean horror. And no. So after watching it, I was like, what? That wasn't scary at all. What? Like, I, huh. But yeah, uh, learning my genres, that's what I learned from this show, at least. Mm. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to apologize in advance to the listeners, having already watched it all. The recap's going to be rough, so just buckle in. It's it's going to be a fun time. So we'll see where we get to. I'm ready to party. <laughs> Selling it so well. I enjoyed it. <laughs> That's not always, you know. No, we already established hey. that garbage taste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that usually goes bad for us, but... <laughs> no we'll one respects my opinions, it's fair. <laughs> Is this anime lost? I 
it, I haven't watched Lost either. Uh, is is this Lost? I, I didn't think, think of that lost. until right now. But, but it, yeah, sure. But you're not of. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of ways, yes. In other ways, no. I only saw the first episode of Lost, and I was <laughs> well. Lost. If you've only seen the first episode of Lost, <laughs> you can't really speak for the rest of Lost. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Uh, they just start like a beach resort and like hang out for a long time, right? And then like seven yeah. seasons happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what yeah, I figured would happen. It all takes place on sandals. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. uh, very, <laughs> it's very that's... corporate outside of what they're experiencing. Yeah, oh, that's okay. what it was about. It was about the the founders of Sandals Beach Resort. <laughs> it, was, it was a biodoc. <laughs> oh, all right. Ooh. Let's get into Sonny Boy. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's going to be a hard recap. Listeners, just brace it. <laughs> just lock in. <laughs> yeah. We're going for yeah. a ride. Uh, we have given this note previously, and yeah, they they were justified in the past. This felt like trying to write a dream diary on someone uh-huh. else's dream. So uh, <laughs> I, in points, just had to say, like, I, I don't fucking know, man. Uh, we'll just <laughs> go through it. So heads up, I have minimal details for you <laughs> did i get really any character's name i got one that's hey, a there you go. couple that's more than i usually get <laughs> uh this this is an arg for you listeners you gotta try and piece together yourself have fun um <laughs> we'll start off with episode one it starts off uh we find the characters' names out be like piece by piece uh like two of the characters we find out their names in episode two i'm just gonna say them now uh nagara is the protagonist. He's the main boy. And Nazumi is like the dual antagonist. Uh, like the main girl, basically. So I'll just get their names out right front. Uh, starts off with Nagara laying on the floor, looking at his phone, and then looking up like at the ceiling of a classroom. And Nazumi shows up uh, with a cat. And she's like, oh, having fun down there on the floor? He's like, no, not really. It's like, well, you're doing it a lot. You might as well like something of it. And she pulls a feather off of his face. Um, and while they're talking, you hear a window break somewhere else in the school. And we cut to uh, some kids in the hallway playing. It's not clear. It's like soccer or baseball. We see like a few different kids playing a few different sports in the hallways. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nizumi says, like, ah, they're screwing around with their superpowers again. They're breaking windows. And uh, he's like, oh, did you get any superpowers? He's like, no. If I did, would I be lying here on the floor? He's like, eh, good point. What if yeah. your superpower is lying very still? Mm, it's not pretty. useful, but it is a power. <laughs> it is supernatural, and he is very good at it. <laughs> uh, and they are saying how the school recently just disappeared somewhere, and it seems to be only their class uh, in the school. Everyone else in the building is gone. So now uh, we get a rough number later, but I think it's like 36 kids. So basically just like a large classroom. And uh, when she says that, you, you notice out the side of the school windows, it's just a void. They're in a school building, and they're just in pitch blackness all around them. Nothing else. And she's like, huh, I wonder if this is like hell or like a utopia of some sort. And, um... Purgatory. Well, uh, God, that really was lost, wasn't it? Uh, and uh, we cut to uh, two boys in the bathroom uh, talking about how, like, some kids are getting superpowers and some kids are getting a little unruly with them. Because, I mean, who wouldn't? You're a teenage kid with superpowers all of a sudden. Also and, in the middle of nowhere with nothing to do. So Yeah, gotta do something. And we find out they're on the student council, and they're like, you know what, we gotta we gotta create some order. We're the council, we gotta you know, take some responsibility and at least get some order within this building, you know, until we get rescued. Uh, and then we see our main boy uh, Nagara is also in the bathroom, but quiet, so he's kinda of just eavesdropping. And they see they say uh, they need to create some rules for this world, and that's what they refer to this world as is this world. They don't give it a real name. Um, so they're like, yeah, we got to figure something out. We'll set up like a leader or something. We'll go from there. And we cut to uh, Nagar and Azumi up on the rooftop. Rooftop check. Mm-hmm. And they're like, did the city disappear around us or do we disappear from the city? Like, what's happening here? Why are we in this blank void? Um, and Nizumi points to something up in the sky. She's like, oh, do you know that like shiny thing up there? He's like, what? No, there's nothing up there. She's like, no, there's definitely something up there. And it's bright and like kind of close. I do like that in this first episode, there's like no music up until the very end. Because it really does make you feel like, you know, you feel the weight of their situation of just being in a black void. Yeah, there's no uh, M&E. There's no like just 
residual sound, which you get a lot in cities of just, like, cicadas or, like, you know, distant cars driving in the street or something. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the absolute nothingness of that really makes it feel more isolated uh, without drawing a lot of attention to it. It's mm-hmm. well done. Um, and then everyone at the school gets uh, text on their phones, and it's, like, an invitation to a group text thread by the student council. And they're kind of just posting new rules where uh, the one member of the student council is like this pretty boy with like a star on his face. He's kind of dictating it to this baseball captain looking guy who's kind of like the big goon. And the student council president, she's also there. She's not doing much. Uh, but they're kind of just coming up with new rules and they're sending it out to everyone saying like, hey, don't break shit. Don't use your powers on other people. Like all this other stuff. It's just pretty much some basic rules of like, yeah, keep stuff in order. Mm-hmm. And... They're saying, like, to help out with this, we're also going to give, like, chores for everyone just so we can help maintain this. You know, not as punishment, but just, like, you know, no one wants to clean, but you got it. Uh, and we're basically going to do this until help arrives, until someone comes to find us. Uh, in the meantime, we got to elect a leader. So, voting time. And they all put little papers in a box, and they all vote for the leader. And they decide to all vote for uh, this kid, big guy wearing a baseball cap. They just call him Cap. Or, mm-hmm. I guess, short for Captain or Baseball Cap. Um but he's just a big old dude. He seems nice. Uh, actually, I think you find out he's actually not the leader of the, or he's not the captain of the baseball. Anyway, um, <laughs> he he becomes the leader of the group. So he's walking around with the bat, kind of enforcing stuff. And we see Nozumi uh, is in a separate room with Nagara, asking about like, "Hey, don't you remember any like strange occurrences happening at the school before this? Like, wasn't there like these weird like aurora fish in the sky and like didn't like." a million yen appear in someone's locker, like, out of nowhere. He's like, yeah, I don't know. It was just, like, you know, school stories, you know. You know Things happen. Things don't happen. Don't worry about it. It seems unrelated. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, why would you bring that up? <laughs> and as they're talking, another kid runs in, and he's like, hey, why aren't you guys cleaning? You're on, like, the cleaning duty. And they're like, what? Why? And they're like, oh, you missed the group text? He's like, yeah, I didn't think it was important. I didn't think I was involved, so I didn't read it. He's like, what the? F- no. Uh... And he tells them, like, join the group text, see what your rule is. And he asks uh, Nozumi, he's like, what about you? And she's like, oh, she was studying abroad. She doesn't have a s- smartphone, so she never got the text. Like, well, get, good luck. You'll need it, though. And uh, then we see this one kid uh, in a red shirt. His name is Asakazi. Mm. And, I just uh, called him Bad Boy. Yeah, that works. We don't get his name till like, episode three or something. Um, he comes in all pissed off, being like, hey, the fuck is this about, like, we got superpowers and now you're punishing us for it. Like saying we can't use them and stuff. Uh, are you just jealous because you don't have superpowers? And he's kind of uh, t- chastising the student council for it. He's like, oh, you're just jealous of it. And they're like, no, you can't just, you can't just think you're hot shit because all of a sudden you got powers for no reason. It's like, we're not even in the real world. So what does it matter what powers you can do here? And the student council president's kind of berating him about his powers. And he's like, oh, okay. My powers aren't real. Cool. And he starts using them, which appear on screen as like, the whole screen gets like fractal and different like polygons, and we hear this loud screeching while he's using them. And it's basically like a form of like telekinesis. Mm-hmm. And he just starts breaking like window after window after window after window. And Cap gets up, he's like, Hey, knock it off. And he's like, No, what are you gonna do? Like, you can't stop me. I have these powers now. And Cap says, like, Oh, if you're not gonna follow the rules, I gotta give you a penalty. Uh so he points at me, he's penalty, and uh he get Azakaza gets a black X over his face. And then is compelled to do long division as his punishment. Poor guy. Uh, it it looked like he was like writing out the like decimals of like pi, like it was just an infinite number, and he was forced to write it out as much as he mm-hmm. could. So that's his punishment. That's that's what happens when you break the rules. And Cap's got to enforce them. And we see the student council eventually finds Nozumi, who's just in like the gym with like a like a theme park carousel just in the middle of the gym. It's like, yeah, okay. Fucking why not? Might as well be. Who knows? Maybe some kid manifested it there. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, oh sorry." They're like, "Oh, you don't. You're not part of like the cleanup crew. Like, what happens? Like, oh, I don't have a smartphone. Like, oh, well, here you go." And they give her a smartphone. It's like now you can join the text thread and uh, help out everyone out. She's like, "Oh, okay, cool." No, I don't want to do that. That sounds restrictive and boring, and I don't feel like it. They're like, "Well, you have to because we're creating like this order." She's like, "I just like, let everyone do what they want. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Why?" Why structure so much? It's like, oh, sorry, well, did you not know? I'm a libertarian, so uh, you <laughs> all can fuck yourself, and I'll take care of myself. Did you not notice my pixie cut? I'm the manic pixie dream girl, and smashes the cell phone, uh, which she actually does. And she's like, thanks anyway, I'll see you guys. And starts walking away, and Cap's like, 
Um, rule number three, can't destroy school property. Penalty. She's like, what do, you, do you really think, like, you're really proud of that power of yours? And then we see a big black X go over her face. Uh, we cut to her, like, breathing heavy on the school floor, like, exhausted, because her punishment was running laps around the school. And uh, bad boy comes in complaining, like, you guys also got punished by the student council? You think they're going to run this shit? Like, they think they're so great? He's like, we got to do something about it. He's got a few other kids with him. Uh, and then we cut to one kid, uh, Rojani, or Rajda. I just uh, called him Raj. Raj. He's one of my favorites. I love him. Yeah. Uh, we see him experimenting in a library, and he's, like, talking to himself and planning out what happened. Uh, he's very smart. We see him just, like, draw a circle on his hand, put it into the void of, like, the space, and then pull it back, and the circle he drew is gone. So it's just like, he's like experimenting, like, time doesn't seem to be moving any faster or slower or progressing at all. We still get hungry, we still get sleepy, but, like, there's no real indication of time. Uh, We see one girl with, like, a broken arm, and he's like, she's never going to heal that arm because time's not progressing, so our bodies aren't healing. Um, He's like, we also got these powers out of nowhere, and it looks like the school is sinking into the darkness. Uh, And then we cut back to a flashback of Nagara talking with his homeroom teacher, so, uh, teacher saying like i'm here to help you if you need it i know your mom's struggling a bit with this stuff um but you know let me know we can help out and figure something out and we see nozumi's also there getting some paperwork from a teacher in the teacher's lounge and then it cuts to nagara walking up on the rooftop and he just sees a bunch of papers flying about and he looks over it's nozumi taking the textbook she got from the teacher and just ripping them up and throwing them and it's like oh why are you doing that she's like uh it's fun it's like great sound logic can't argue with that. <laughs> she is very much a manic pixie dream girl of just yep. like, I do what I want because I'm quirky. Yeah. Hee <laughs> hee. For the sake of angst. <laughs> and the guy was like, all right, uh, I'm not going to do that. I got to be somewhere. She's like, really? Do you really have to be somewhere or are you just pretending like you're busy? Because people, I know a lot of people who pretend like they're busy all the time, but don't actually have anywhere to go. And it's just a way to escape things. And he's like, Cool accurate i'm trying to escape the situation right now and goes for the door uh but the door's locked she's like hey i'm trying to talk to you right now why are you why are you trying to leave uh and at that moment we see like a big lightning bolt crash down and it's uh the storm that sent them adrift or so raj is speculating that's what caused it uh, and then we see like the rebel faction uh with the bad boy leading them go into the school office and they kind of uh we see one girl's got a little electricity powers and she kind of like shorts out the lights of the school for a bit and then they just start, they go into like the main office and they like twist the whole school into this weird shape. Like MC Escher. That's it. I was trying to think of the artist. That's yeah. it. So yeah, it just turns into this weird like amorphic shape. Um, and then it cuts to them on like the side of the roof uh, or the side of the building with uh, the student council in like basketball hoops, like tied up and being held captive. And they're like, like, oh, is this your plan? You wanted to overthrow the student council and start running things for yourself? And they're like, well, we figured it'd be better than how you guys are running things. We're like, well, you're not the only one with powers. We see the student council president switching all three of the council with, like, random objects, like, to escape from the basketball hoops. Mm-hmm. So, turns out, more powers than they realize. And uh, while they're arguing back and forth, uh, we see Nozumi uh, wants to get out of this world. She's talking with the guard, like, we gotta, we gotta figure something out, because this is just yeah, it's effectively like purgatory. It's like, this shit sucks. We gotta try and do something and experiment. Get stuff moving. So, uh, back up on the rooftop, the Cap's dishing out penalties to the other two rebel gang members that use their powers to break the school. And he tries to give a penalty to the bad boy. And uh, it doesn't work. And he's like, you always thought you were a hot shit because you were good at baseball. And you know people praised you for it, so you just coasted by on that and developed no real skills for yourself. He's like, that's not how the real world works. And, uh, yeah, Cap tries to give him a penalty again, and nothing happens. He's like, I didn't break any rules. I didn't use my powers, so can't I can't get a penalty. can't just punish me because you don't like me. Yeah. <laughs> and we see him lift up, like, a chalkboard with a bunch of, like, words and diagrams, like, written on. He's like, the penalties aren't your power, Cap. This is the power of, like, the world we're in. This world. That's that power. So anyone gets to shut the penalties. It's not specific to you, Cap. And Cap. Loses it. He's like, okay, well, I'm still the leader, so I still have to enforce the rules. And clocks him in the head with a baseball bat and just lays him out. And uh, when he's on the ground, he's like, oh, so the rules don't apply to you because you're the leader? And Cap's like, yeah, I can do what I want because I'm the captain, so I have to enforce all the other rules by any means necessary. And as he's walking away, he's kind of clearly unhinged. 
the pretty boy star child from the student council. <laughs> uh, he's like, no, you also got to follow the rules. It's like, yeah, who's going to stop me? And Star Kid gives him a, gives Cap a penalty, which is uh, forcing him to strip down naked and do squats around the school. Embarrassing. So even he's got to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. And the bad boy's like, oh, so anyone could have given out penalties? And Starboy's like, yeah, but you didn't need to know that. You could have just shut up and followed the rules and we would have been fine here. But you just had to go and push him. And uh, bad boy starts getting mad and using his powers. And then Starboy's like, oh, you can't. Can't just be whipping out powers left and right. You got no imagination. And then we get just a weird shot. I think this is Starboy's power. Because uh, we see it a few times with him. Um, but we get shots of just like a Grim Reaper looking character. With all the students like turned into like dried husk or like, corpses. And with a voiceover saying they can no longer go back to the world they came from. So I think he kind of like manipulates other people by showing them these like images and stuff. And mm. it gives this weird like sense of like <laughs> manipulation. Uh, uh, controlling them mm-hmm. yeah later on in a different episode he says like his power was he like heard a voice from like god or something so it seems to be like just being able to show people like in their minds different images and talk to them telepathically or something yeah something along those lines yeah uh so then while this is all going on Nazumi and nagara get up to the rooftop and she's reaching out to the light that she sees but no one else can see and while she's reaching out, we see another feather fall down from the sky. She's like, ah, there you go, a feather. It means a bird's got to be around, which means there's got to be something around here. So, gotta go. And just starts taking off and runs to the edge of the school and just leaps off into the void, into the abyss. And as she's falling, she gets caught by Nagara. Catches her at the last second. And while he's holding on, he's only on to like a rusty railing off the rooftop. And as he's holding, the weight of them both just snaps it and they fall into the void. Uh, and as they're falling into the darkness, poof, they're in an ocean. The whole school, whole school gets teleported to an ocean with an island nearby. That's episode one. Wild. And we don't have we don't have like an ending per se. It's just credits. But the ending song, ooh, very good. It sticks with. Mm. So uh, we start off episode two. Uh, everyone has naturally moved away from the sinking school and uh, set up shop on the island. Uh, and we see Nizumi found like a crab that she's like, yeah, this is our dinner. But then lets it go. Uh, sure. Um, and they see a kid that has flying powers, uh, come back, uh, who was out scouting just the world, see if they're like on earth or whatever. And he's like, no, it's just ocean. Uh, I think this is the only land. I think this is just another world that we're stuck in. So they're like, cool. Uh, at least we have solid ground that isn't sinking into a uh, inky void. Cool. <laughs> Always a bonus. Um, so uh, we see a girl. Uh, she like sneaks into the supply room and she's like, ooh, I, I see some makeup. I'm just going to steal it. No one sees me. Goodbye. <laughs> someone else did see. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh so they have like a big group meeting. Uh, Raj is like, hey, uh, we've uh, uh, being th- the one science kid, I guess I managed <laughs> uh, being the guy who knows all every kind of science. Uh, I've been trying to broadcast out like SOS uh, radio transmissions, but no one is responding. So it's safe to assume this is another dimension. Um as we've been exploring the school, we found there are different pathways, different portals, basically. Uh, we found one that gave us an island, so uh, we kept looking for more. Uh, and essentially, there are different dimensions, but some of them are beyond the comprehension of humans. Uh, some mm-hmm. are just, like, very just abstract and uh, just completely uninhabitable uh, by humans so those ones we know we can't go into but since we already entered one world there has to be more out there and potentially a way back so we got to keep looking um and they also figured out that time works differently in the worlds because the school is technically still its own separate world where like time resets after a certain period of time they established that their food supplies in the school keep replenishing, so they, ah, uh, scarcity, don't have to worry about it. Uh, great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
things work differently. They're still trying to figure out the island's rules, but uh, as of now, they're like, okay, this this works. We'll figure some stuff out. Um, and they, yeah, this episode just keeps cutting around, so it's going to be a little bit jumbled. Uh, please excuse me. I'm I'm translating as well as I can. Um, mm-hmm. So we see the girl that stole the makeup. Uh, she's in like her own little hut, and ah, oh, the lipstick it catches fire. This big <gasps> blue flame just sparks out of it and burns down her hut. Ah, uh. oh, uh, what happened? What could have done this? She doesn't say anything. Doesn't want to admit she's a thief. <laughs> um, so we get what I thought was a flashback because naturally a mansion just doesn't exist on this island, right? <laughs> Why not? It's wilderness apart from this mansion. So I was like, oh, okay, we're seeing like back before the rift happened, right? No, this is this is in sequence. So yeah. we see uh we see a girl, the girl who saw the lipstick thief. Uh her name in my notes is somewhere. It is everywhere, but my eyes aren't locking on it. Uh Mizuho. Mizuho. Yes. Uh she her power is that she can just, like, manifest things. She can just, like, pull stuff out of thin air. So I guess she built herself a mansion. At this point, wasn't established. So, (laughs) cool. Um, So we see our main boy, uh, Nagata. He goes up and, like, talks to her through the gate and is like, hey, so about earlier, in the forest. Never mind. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't really establish anything. Uh, but uh, Mizuho has a cat that disappears. Oh, she was like, oh. feeding him as he was on the intercom. So, uh, cat's missing. Um, that is about as much context as we had. So that made as much to you, the listener, um, as it did to us, the watchers. At the beginning <laughs> of this episode, we see him watching her burn a tree, or yeah, that's what like, he thinks he sees. Yeah, she's standing in front of a like giant sort of like gnarly tree, and it's in that blue fire. Okay, so I, sorry, missed that. And that was a big pivotal point. So cool. Great. (laughs) Doing great. Um, That's okay. Yeah. uh, So it seems like she has fire powers, right? Cool. Or Uh, something. (laughs) Yeah, that's the page we're on. All right. So um, there's more fires that just keep popping up. And uh, uh, Nagata, he's like, yeah, so I saw... Mizuho around a burning tree. Um, I don't know if she found it or all that stuff. He just says like, yeah, I saw uh, Mizuho around a fire to another uh, kid he was on like building detail with. Uh, So that kid is like, oh shit, Mizuho's starting all the fires, right? And just starts spreading the rumor of like, yes, she is definitely responsible. Uh, We have an eyewitness that she uh, (laughs) had a flamethrower and was just out in the woods just burning shit. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, Nagata's like, uh, n- no, I didn't say that. No, that's objectively wrong. Uh, <laughs> but it's already out of his hands. He unleashed the beast and it's gone. Uh, so, um, <laughs> yeah. So now we get an actual flashback, I guess. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so we see Mizuho has some sort of... Ah, fuck. God damn it. Just talking about this is so hard. Um, (laughs) It's a lot. Excuse me, as I try to find my footing. So we get a flashback of Starkid and the student council president. And Starkid is like, ah, yes, I I went through the records. I found this thing. Ah, proof of something. Um, So apparently what he found was like an online record of Mizuho sort of like talking shit about the student council president so, it's so what happened is uh starboy and student council president did rig the election for her to win um and mizuho thinks that that happened so she's posting about it online so starboy is like i found the person who's posting about it online that's what happened okay he gotcha. used his grandfather's lawyer to send like uh cease and desist or something to unarchive like the exact username mm-hmm. who was doing it at the school so she makes a comment of like ah the privileged class is able to access stuff that us commoners can how how blessed mm-hmm. okay 
I was already so lost in continuity with this episode <laughs> that just and apparently any like relevant details that actually help me in understanding this, I just glossed over. So cool, <laughs> great, glad it's a me problem. Um so yeah, uh we get that flashback. Um and they like confront her and say like hey you're spreading lies and she's like no it's not a lie i'm not making this up i just think it happened and they're like oh you have to take back your word and she's like no i'm not gonna lie about lying um <laughs> so we see the main uh, nagata and Nizumi. they find like an injured seagull and they're like, oh, this is like the day that we disappeared. Remember, Nagata, you ignored a hurt bird. This is all your fault. Ah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Be kind to all animals, said Nozomi. Yeah. Yeah, you walked into a school and saw a dying bird. The fact that you didn't drop everything and nurse yeah. this bird back to health, like misery style, uh, you're, <laughs> you're a criminal and should be in jail. Um <laughs> Yeah, they bring the seagull back into the school where time, like, resets, so they're like, oh, it'll heal. And it's like, yes, in this context, that works. Back in real school, where that bird died, I couldn't Wouldn't have done have that. Wouldn't have worked. So, what did yeah. you want me to do? Because <laughs> he even says, like, yeah, the rule I was taught, like, if you don't know what you're doing, don't try to intervene. You know, how, like, medicine works? <laughs> you can make it worse. Yeah, Oh, this bird just needs some uh, some good homeopathic medicine. That'll fix it, right? <laughs> oh, no, I killed it. Oh, I should have just left it there for potentially someone else to save it. Shit. Um, so Mizuho, again, has a mansion because she can. Um, yeah. So she's, like, walking back there, but a group confronts her because word spread around, and they're all like, oh, yeah, Mizuho's starting all these fires. Gotta tell her to cut it out. And the star kid is like, yeah, you got to change your attitude. You're, yeah, you're doing all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I, n- no, I'm, I'm giving you so many things. Why would I just immediately light it all on fire? That doesn't make sense. And is just defending like, yeah, I'm not the cause of every fire. Some, maybe. Yeah, but not <laughs> all of them. What was that? What was that? <laughs> what? What? Not nothing. <laughs> um. Also, she orders everything off Nanazon. Like Nanazon. <laughs> Legally dissimilar brand name. Check. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in one of the wreckages of one of the fires that they find, someone found a like an actual working Game Boy that didn't burn in the fire. Uh, so, uh, it was brought to Raj, who is just like investigating and trying to figure stuff out. Uh, so, he's talking with Nizumi, and they're. They're just discussing all of the stuff going on. He's like, okay, so I think I figured out a new rule. So uh, this Game Boy, like, I, I, like, was paid for. This wasn't something that just, like, was manifested and then taken for granted. This was something that was, like, traded for. And therefore, it didn't burn in the fire. So, Nizumi, take this not Mario leaf. It's not it's Wink. not the Tanuki leaf from Mario, don't worry. <laughs> not at all. Uh so she picks it up and weird gets a Tanuki tail and he ears. Okay, sure. Um but they immediately start catching fire. And Raj is like, "Don't worry. The fire is not actually real. It it seems like fire, but it won't actually hurt or burn you. So we don't have to worry about like dying in flames." But, it's still hot. It's still hot as hell, but it doesn't yeah. burn. Yeah, you uh, being a, a human being with instinct, yeah, you're like, ooh, fire, bad, get away. <laughs> but yeah, you're not an actual, not actually in any danger. Um, we all saw Avatar. Blue fire's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's like, so I figured out this is another rule of this island. This island doesn't want us to just take things. It wants us... To buy things. That's right. Nature <laughs> wants us to have capitalism, baby. Yeah. That's what nature really wants. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, I, real quick, I think the most absurd thing of everything I watched watching this, he drew a QR code on a chalkboard by hand. <laughs> that yeah, it was like, yeah. broke my mind. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he like uncovered this rule. So, it turns out these fires are caused by people taking things that don't actually rightfully belong to them, i.e. the lipstick and stuff. 
uh, and uh, doesn't happen if you actually earn or trade or purchase the things that you're getting. So, uh, so back to Mizuo, uh, she's like looking for her missing cat, uh, and uh, uh, people start throwing rocks through her window because they all think she started all the fires and isn't owning up to it. Um, Good old fashioned witch hunt. Mm-hmm. So she's like, all right, I'm gonna, uh, if you're gonna mess with me, I'll mess with you. And just makes a bunch of money in the sky that just rains down, just just bundles of cash, just like stacks of thousands falling out of the sky. And everyone's like, oh, oh shit, free money. They gotta start taking this stuff I didn't earn. <laughs> so weird, all that money catches on fire. Wow. Huh. And like burns down the entire island. <laughs> Great. Rad. Um, so uh, Nagata finds... Mizuho's cat who is hurt uh and he finds it and he's like all right I feel bad for starting this rumor uh that led to a literal witch hunt um, <laughs> so let me let me take the cat back as like an apology I'll give it back and say I'm sorry and own up to what I did um so he finds her and gives the cat back and is like, hey, the reason people are after you is because of me. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for this to happen. I just saw you around a flame and people assumed. And, oh, weird. The cat isn't hurt anymore because he apologized. The Whoa. magic of friendship. <gasps> great. Da, 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 da. Uh, so she, like, seeing this and is like, oh, great. Awesome. Thank you. All right, I need to, I know what I need to do now and calls like everyone together has a big meeting and is like, "Hey, sorry everyone. Um I am both the cause and not the cause of the fires." <laughs> <laughs> it was just a very confusing moment where she's like, "Hey, I'm sorry things got out of hand. Uh like my powers were too much, but also I firmly deny doing most of these fires, just some of them." <laughs> I did the big fire, but not all the other ones. Yeah. Um, so Raj is like, all right, on that note, speaking of stopping these fires, I have a new system for us all. So I, uh, since we now, since I now know this and I'm telling you all now that uh, stealing is fire, um, I'm going to invent an app that is now ready for all of your phones because again i'm a web developer i'm the science guy i can just do whatever <laughs> i want he's real smart he knows all um i invented bitcoin he sure did he <laughs> invented cryptocurrency <laughs> i was like what the fuck man uh, you're kidding mm-hmm. so so he's like all right now now whenever you like need something we now have a system <laughs> weird digital currency is bullshit we all know that right <laughs> yeah. um, but it will still appease the island because we're saying it's currency even though we all know it's bullshit um but uh we can stop the fires now isn't that great and uh then we see uh, uh nazami later on she's like hmm i can s i think i see something the way i thought i saw something in the school which turned out to be the exit I think I do have a power. I think I'm some sort of compass to find, like, the next way we have to go. And it's almost like everyone has a power. Some of them just don't know it yet, but no one's going to acknowledge that. And that's where we end episode two. Yep. So, at the beginning of episode three, uh, Nagara, Nozomi, and uh, the bad boy are in the bathroom in the school. And... Uh, Nagara goes into a new world that's just red liquid, and then they pull him back out. So they're exploring these portals that they're finding around the school. It's one hell of a swirly. <laughs> ah, the red rum room. <laughs> <laughs> um, they go back to Raj, and he asks what it was like. Nozomi says, oh, if, if Bad Boy wasn't there, Nagara wouldn't have made it back. We had to pull him back out. Um, and they're talking about how that's the 13th portal that he's found this week. But that must be a coincidence, right? Like, it's not all right. Nagara. Like, yeah. we're finding yeah. these together. Yeah. He's just the only guy who happens to be looking. Everyone else is so busy with their powers. Yeah. Right, right, right. With no powers. It's fine. <laughs> Everyone else found portals on their own, right? 
No? Yeah. Well, yeah. No. Well, no. Okay. Um, and Raj has been trying to figure out Nozomi's compass power. Um, he's, like, having her describe the light that she sees, um, but they don't know what it is, and it stays the same distance away, even if they have bad boy, like, fly closer to it. Um, and, again, Nozomi is the only one that sees it, but she's, like, sure that it exists, um, and that maybe it'll lead them home. Um, and bad boy gets, like, contemplative, and he's like, what are these worlds that we're finding, and who gave them powers? How do we get these powers? Um, then we see a boy who is, he's like in the middle of the jungle and he's like silhouetted. His entire body is black except for his clothes. And he's like bending over to pick up an AirPod. (laughs) Oh, she's got his AirPods in. He doesn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it turns out that he went missing and then he was found like that. So he's just like frozen somehow. And they're at a meeting discussing it, and it's they're like, oh, maybe it's like a new rule in this world, or maybe it's somebody's power. We don't really know. Things are cropping up all of the time. Um, and then a boy raises his hand, and he's like, oh, hey, actually, I know somebody who went missing about a week ago also. And the student council president is like, why didn't you fucking say that before? <laughs> <What>? um, <laughs> and she's like, okay, so we need to investigate that student's disappearance, and also why this kid might be frozen. Um, and at this point, Mizuho has shown up 15 minutes late with Starbucks. Ha ha. <laughs> what um, up, gang? And the student council president kind of looks to her, being like, hey, maybe you should do this. And she's like, I don't want to. And she's like, okay, then let's vote on it. And she's like, okay, fine. Fuck it. I'll do it. <laughs> Everyone's going to vote for me elections, anyway. I don't trust you. So I'll, I'll just now. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and she she's like, okay, so can I have, like, an assistant? And so she brings Nagara along. Um, and they're out with the, the frozen kid, and she gets really close to him, and she can hear him talking as if he's live streaming. So she's like, what the heck? Um, <laughs> so they go to try to find the other person who went missing, and they find him in a cave, frozen as well, the same way. And they can hear him, too, but it sounds like he's working out. Like, he's like, one, two. Three, like that kind of thing. Um, so they try to figure out what these guys have in common and why they'd freeze like that. Uh, and she like has produced this couch and they're chilling. And she's like, don't get me wrong. I'm the boss. You're the assistant. And he's just like, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> um, she gets some kind of food delivered and she can give people things. And if she says like, this is on me or this is my treat, it doesn't matter. It won't burn. So he's like, you should just be giving things to people. I don't understand why you're not doing that. And she's like, no, I don't want to. (laughs) Um, Yeah, system with no scarcity. You should just be giving all the people who need things, things. But Wild. Don't wanna. Okay. All right. I guess I mean, Bitcoin. The way I think about it is like... Because she's very much like, I mean, this is how it was in our old world. And he's like, but it doesn't have to be like that. And she's like, ah, get over it. So it's just a bunch of teenagers being like, this is just how it is. And it's all we know. Yeah. Capitalism worked great on Earth. Let's keep doing it. <laughs> Let's try it again. Slate. Let's just do exactly what we were doing before, right? <laughs> um, I will say, if someone threw a bunch of rocks at me and split open my skull and tried to burn me and my cats alive, I probably wouldn't give much aid. That's yeah. That's true. Fair, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. So they go around the island asking people if they know anything about these kids that are missing. They're all working, like planting things and building stuff. And there's one guy who says that he wants to be friends with Mizuho. She says no. Um, Shut that shit down. And this whole time, she has her cats in like this tote bag that she carries around. And Nagara is like, why are they there? Why why do you have cats with you? And she's like, oh, they're my grandma's because she ended up in a home and no one else wanted them. And she's just a freak. So she brought them to school. Hell yeah. Um, While they're talking, uh, she also very casually mentions that her powers started before they went adrift. But she could only do it at the school. So she's like, probably other people could too. And they're just not saying anything. Um. And then we see a very quick flashback of Starboy looking at a test or something when a voice tells him about a power that he can only use at school. So 
that's a little hint about the thing Dugan was talking about earlier. And also that he started, you know, developing his power before they went to drift. Hmm. Intriguing. Um, I'll be honest, I already forgot about what I talked about earlier. (laughs) Great, I'll get to it. Um, So then we see him, Starboy, um, examining the frozen guy in the cave. Um, Nozomi joins him. She's worried about what's been going on. Uh, what's going on with all of these rules? It really feels like someone is testing us. And he mm. has always has like this weird look in his eye. Um, so she's like, you knew, huh? Like you knew we were going to go adrift. And we see a flashback again of that same moment where someone is telling him that just like this deep voice in his head. And he's honest. And he says, yes, he says, there's a voice in my head that tells me what's going to happen before it does. Um, how do you know because you're a smug little shit with a shit-eating grin on your face all the time (laughs) yeah it's not like you've been set up to be the villain since your literal introduction in episode one nah it's not like you stare into camera with that vacant look in your eyes (laughs) um so raj and the bad boy are saying that they haven't this is you know separate from this a different scene they're saying they haven't found any portals since Nagara has been gone. And Bad Boy is like, it's just unlucky. We've just been unlucky. Hmm. But it's been three days. Uh, so Mizuho and Nagara are still trying to figure out what's going on. The student council president is upset. And she's like, you've been at this for a few days now. Do you have anything to show for it? And their current theory is that the people who went missing are weirdos no one cares about. And they think that it might be somebody's power. Um, so... Turns out they've made a list of everyone's powers, so they go ask the guy who made the list if they can see it. He's talking about how some of them are really simple, others are really complex. They say that he gave himself an A rating in his book, and they're like, well, what can you do? And he's like, I can make my finger glow like in (laughs) E.T. And they're like, that's an A rank? Yeah, like it's grounds enough to dismiss, like, all right, we got a list of powers, but we can't trust that. This might all be bullshit. Because this guy's an idiot. (laughs) Um, So they don't, I mean, and even in there, they don't find anything that corresponds to this freezing stuff. So Bad Boy goes to them and tells Nagara that they definitely don't need him for the portal stuff. And that even Nozomi said so. (gasps) So Nagara is just like, okay, well, that's fine. If you don't need me, then I won't help you. (laughs) Guess I'll fuck off then. (laughs) Yeah, I just... This is so funny. This fucking bad boy kid is just like, probably has a crush on Nozomi and is just like, mm-hmm, yeah, we don't need you. And she's the one who said it. So she yeah, doesn't she like you. also said your breath stinks and you don't have style. How do you like yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> it's moments like these that really help like, to just find yourself like, what a shitty character. It's like, oh yeah, he's like 15. Like, these are children. Like, these that's, are actual children. Anytime they have a bad opinion or like do something stupid, I'm like, these are children fending for themselves. Of course these they're gonna suck. Also, there's a walking research lab who can just make any <laughs> technology he wants. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't talk to anybody else. He also has bad ideas because he said, let's do capitalism again. So, <laughs> Yeah, true. Um, oh, so I mean, they're all idiots. That's the secret. Yeah. <laughs> Even if they seem smart. They're doing better than Lord of the Aren't Flies. Aren't all teenagers that way? <laughs> yeah. Um, so they get an alert that there's another frozen kid. Um, Mizuho asks Nagara what the bad boy was talking to him about. And he was like, yeah, it's nothing. Um, she gets upset. Um, at this point, they're back with the student council and they're just kind of talking. And she gets upset and she's like, oh, you want to beat him up, huh? And he's like, I mean, even if I did, like, I wouldn't win that fight. Oh, no, just kidding. They're not back with the student council yet. They're with the new kid that's frozen. Um, So while they're having this conversation, the world around them closes like curtains and they're all black and they're like on a stage. Um, And they move through the curtains and they see a couch and there's a kid laying on it just scrolling through his phone. He's surprised to see them and it's the missing boy they were just with. He was like sitting on a log. Um... He says, no one cares about me. I don't want to go back there. Nagara asks how he got there. He says, I was just thinking about how I'd had enough. And I like opened my eyes and I was here. Um, They move through the curtain some more. They find the boy who's live streaming. (laughs) Um, Pac-Man. Live streaming Pac-Man. The most 
riveting entertainment. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to my stream. I could probably find hey, it 12 people doing it on Twitch right today. now. I think it's uh, uh, Pakeman. I haven't heard of this. <laughs> Originally Paku Paku. Yeah, we all saw Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, there's another girl there. She's like making a bunch of like sewing crafts and the boy who was exercising. But none of them want to go back because they all like being alone here. Um, they leave this weird space and they figure it's just another rule of this world. Um, and then they report back to the student council and the president asks if they can get them out, but they don't want to. Um, Mizuho suggests that they like lure them out with stuff. And if that doesn't work, like take them by force. But Nagara is like, no, we shouldn't do that. Mizuho gets upset and says, it's no wonder Nozomi wanted to give up on you. And then he gets upset. Um, and then they argue and... He accuses her of lying about using her powers before going adrift and that she just wanted to seem more important and more powerful um, and that she should be giving things away for free. And she gets very upset, goes quiet, says die and goes away. Uh, So Nagara goes back to the portal team and Nozomi tells him that it hasn't been going well. Bad boy can't find anything. Um, And at this point, she's like, I wish you would come back. And and he's just like, okay. Okay. So, we're cool. Bad boy just sucks. <laughs> yep. Um, she asks how his and Mizuho's investigation is going, and he explains what they found, talks about uh, the place with all the curtains, and Raj is surprised to hear that he found a portal in this world and not in the school. And it turns out that they actually found this place before, and Nagara had just forgotten. They, like, found it in a closet in the school. Uh, so Mizuho is back at her own place and he texts her apologizing and saying that they should get back on it tomorrow. Um, and then it's the next day we see he has these little like device dogs that sniff out the people. I don't know, but I love them. They're like slinky dogs. Yeah. Raj's superpower is he can really just make anything. Yeah. He just, you just oh, see a but, lot of, but not like Mizuho's power where she can just make anything. Uh, he can just make anything. anything. They're, they're totally separate powers. Uh, don't worry about it. She can make real world stuff that they know about. He can make fantastical nonsense bullshit devices that do whatever he wants. Uh, I always like them because they're always like bright techno colors and yeah, sometimes have cool. a white outline around them. So they're really, really clear which ones are his, but they're charming. Yeah. Um, So they go into the portal and they use this big giant fan to blow all the curtains away. Um, And in Nagara's head, he's saying like, oh, these people were excluded by the island itself. Like it was one of the rules to to get rid of people who are or feel excluded. Um, So they break the people out of the place and all of the black curtains just kind of like fall to the ground in on the island. Um, And once they're finished with that, Nagara apologizes to Mizuho, like, in person, and she stops him and says, no, like, that fight was both our fault. We shouldn't have argued. I am also sorry. Um, (gasps) Character crew. Wow. Um, Bad boy is in the school looking out at it all. Wow. (laughs) I have no character growth for him. No. (laughs) Raj and Nozomi are looking at the mound of curtains left behind, and bad boy... I guess he joins them and he says the portal is gone. Oh, no. He texts uh, Raj and says that the portal is gone from the school, too. Mm. Um, Raj wonders how they found the portal in the first place on the island. And, of course, this is when Nozomi is like, I think it's probably Nagara's power. Like, he can travel to new worlds and all of the portals are his doing. Like, they're not just showing up. He is the one who's making them happen. Um, Then we see the student council president. She's messing with one of the black curtains and she's transported to the stage area and then to another place. It's also a jungle, but it looks really different. Not really different, but different colors. Mm. Um, And we see Starboy speaking to like a solar eclipse in a black void. And he just wonders out loud, a savior. I wonder who could that be? And Mm. then that's the end of episode three. Hmm. Ominous. Hmm. Foreboding. Uh Uh-huh. I hope any of this made sense to everyone <laughs> listening. If it didn't, can't blame you. Uh, sorry. Watch it I yourself. Really, I mean, this is another show where taking notes on it is difficult because it's a lot of talking and it's all very visual and it's weird things going on. 
So mm-hmm. it's annoying for us to have to take notes and not just pay attention to what's happening. Um, yeah, and it's hard to convey when talking about it. So yeah, there's a lot of like scene transitions that aren't clear. So like like Dugan said, like with some of the flashbacks and other parts of the island without knowing the rest of the island, it's not clear if that's another part or a, you know the present, but the future present or the pet, and it's it's tough, but I. It's it doesn't help my case, but I will say, watching this the second time, I definitely picked up on a lot more because <laughs> mm. I was like, oh, <laughs> even with the whole like election thing, I was like, oh, I didn't catch that the first time through. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. It, but, this show immediately was appealing to me because something we always talk about is shows like really, really hammering home. Well, we need to just explain all these concepts and just verbalize it. And you're, as you know, Dave, uh, just mm-hmm. like really exposition heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the start of this where it was like, yeah, we're starting. The school is already swallowed by the void. We don't need to set up like all the dynamics of these characters before. And then, oh, no, what happened? We just immediately start out. Yeah, school got eaten. Sucks. Huh. <laughs> School got it. We got to figure this out. Um, like I loved that aspect of it, um, but then I mm-hmm. lost. Th- I lost. Then the, the rest friend. of the show happened. Yeah, yeah, the rest of the show happened. I was like, oh, cool. They're setting up like a Lord of the Flies thing, right? And then weird superpower inconsistencies and just like weird time stuff. And it's like, no, there's like also supernatural elements and all that sort of stuff, and. And mm-hmm. uh, a show endorsing capitalism, that's immediately a no in my book. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was it was rough because immediately I was like, oh, yes, we cut through the stuff that annoys us. But then we didn't have any explanations for anything. I'm like, oh, no, I see why it's necessary. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Double-sided drawback, sword. But, the drawback of just show and no tell. Yeah, it, uh, it, it was rough because, like, a lot of the elements I liked, like... The first episode was very beautiful. Like a lot like even that was inconsistent where episode 1 they had a lot of detail in like close-ups and stuff. A lot of the animation seemed like rotoscoped and just had like a very unique style, but mm-hmm. at the same time anything that wasn't like a close-up like they didn't draw the detail on people's faces to the point where a character was speaking in episode 3. But you just don't see her face because she is, like, far enough from the camera that they were like, yeah, we don't need to draw a face. So, I don't know. There's just a lot of weird inconsistencies that felt strange to me. Hmm. I mean, it seems to go with the show. It seems like there's a lot I just am not comprehending uh, (laughs) currently. But, uh, yeah, uh, it felt like it was trying to do a lot and it seemed like it wanted to say a lot, but also... I, I, I don't know. It, it's a no for me. It was just too over my head. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised. What about you, D? I liked it a lot. I didn't have that much trouble following what was going on for whatever reason. I guess because, I don't know, just the way it is set up where it's just like, yeah, this is just fucking happening and we're finding out things as they happen. It mm-hmm. doesn't bother me that they do some wild shit especially with someone whose ability is literally just to manifest anything. Like if Raj is smart enough and I'm just like, sure he is, he understands alternate realities. I'm like, sure he can build stuff, whatever. So I trust him. He's a good boy. Yeah. I guess I'm kind of just on board for anything. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like some stuff, I don't know. Whatever's happened so far, it doesn't feel out of left field for me. Like I'm just kind of like, yeah, sure. So I'm really intrigued. I'll probably finish it since it's only 12 episodes, and I really enjoyed it. Okay, yeah. sorry, real quick. Uh, since you said that, that sort of gave me vocabulary to uh, express <laughs> why I wasn't a big fan. Um, okay. I feel like um, like with the like things just coming out of left field, I feel like the show tries to set up like, okay, there is some sort of internal logic here. We're going to figure it out. Raj is, like, on the case of, like, okay, time works differently. We're, we're like, trying to chart that stuff. But then we just have, like, unexplained things happen. And then they're like, yeah, don't worry about it. So yeah, I I feel like if they went with sort of, like, a like a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy of, like, oh, yeah, there's nonsense for the sake of nonsense. And we're just going to acknowledge it. I'd be like, cool. Yeah, fine. 
But since they're like, no, there has to be a reason. There has to be a logic here. But also, uh, things uh, th- uh, this just happens and we're not going to address it. But there has to be logic for all these other things happening. And I'm like, eh, you, you can't really have your cake and eat it, too, in that sense. Sorry, mm. uh, I, uh, I, you just inspired me to uh, verbalize it better. I would disagree with that because it's, it's not so much, ah, we have a clear point of logic here. We can deduce the puzzle and the physics of the world and abstract insanity over here. And I think they can work because we see the different groups working out on their own pace. Some of them are finding the through points through it and what connects what to each other and others don't. And there's going to be a lot of it where it's like, yeah, we like, uh, uh, the bad boy, he's kind of got telekinesis, but also not like he can fly and distort reality and stuff. They turn the whole school into an MC Escher painting. Like it's not super clear, but they're also not really giving us clear distinction of like, ah, Raj can build 0.25 objects per day. This is the limit. And they don't map that all out. It's just like shit's happening. You kind of, we don't, we're figuring out as we go, and there isn't really logic to it other than the logic we're putting it to it. So, yeah. like, I mean, I, with get, the money. I get what Dugan is saying in terms of, like, oh, they really want to figure out the rules of each universe and the time that's working and why things are happening. But at the same time, it seems like some people just have limitless powers, and that feels mm-hmm. a little disjointed. So I understand that. Um, but I also am really looking forward to, uh, seeing the star boy just fucking lose his mind at some point. It's gotta happen. <laughs> and I really want to see that because I love characters that kind of just go nuts. And he very much has the potential for that hearing pretty much God's voice in his head. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I liked it. Even with all the superpowers, if someone's like, yeah, I hear the voice of God telling me what to do. Like, all right, what? we're going to, I'm going to just take 10 steps <laughs> back from so you, bud. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you can tell, like, ah, oh, he's a sociopath. He's like running this show, but you can also just see like the vacantness in his eyes of like, oh, there's something unhinged in there. He's just gonna snap at some point. Yeah, yeah he'll he'll break someone's <laughs> neck and not even flinch. Like he's he's a, he's definitely got some sociopathic tendency. Yeah, so but definitely an interesting program. It, yeah, I think I was on the same uh, point with Dugan with episode one when I first watched it, and then yeah, like D when I was just like. Fuck it, let's just go for this. Let's just strap in and go for the ride. And I really enjoyed it. Like, it became a very fun, entertaining show. Mm. I couldn't tell you any underlying themes. My critical brain was just shut off. But I did very much enjoy the show I ended up watching. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think, enjoyed it. Mm, it's, good. it's early to, you know, talk about what it might be. But I think it's just about, like, teenagers. <laughs> Which is a broad thing to say. But in my head, it's just like teen issues and it's manifesting yeah. in a weird way and they're gonna figure it out so i don't know if, if yeah, anyone yeah. comes to me with any theories of what the like underlying things are, i'm gonna agree with you because i i just can't <laughs> disagree it could be anything i don't know i've accepted that yeah because like it seems like first one they're like oh we're in a world with no rules we got to find some sort of society it's like oh yes yeah, social commentary great and then they're like Nah, we just got superpowers, and we're going to burn stuff and make our own currency and stuff. I'm like, uh, uh, I don't know. And then the third one is just like, yeah, uh, we're going to get real deep into society. The first two were about, like, setting basics of, like, governance and currency. And now it's about social isolation. I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh, you See, you I guess me. <laughs> I was seeing things on the micro scale where it was like the second one was about Mizuho and the student council president. And, like, Mm -hmm. their issue and how that blew up into what happened in the second episode. And then the third one is about teenagers who feel excluded and fixing that. So it's all a matter of perspective. And, yeah, I think it's easy to not like this show. And I think it's also, if you're intrigued by it, you're going to like it. And I am one of those people. So, you know. Yeah, I saw this more as a character piece of a show like about the characters rather than the world building because there's a lot of different worlds. We N- Nagara found like 14 of them or whatever. So like <laughs> there are the physics of the worlds world- to build in 12 episodes. <laughs> yeah, so like the physics of the world, I'm like you just got to go with it because it's just about the character interaction stuff, which I really enjoyed. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's a fun time, especially for 12 episodes. Like bite size, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's great. Hmm. All right. <laughs> a lot to unpack. Uh, my brain is still reeling. I gotta uh, just lie down and, like the start of the show, I just gotta lie down and stare at a ceiling for a little bit. It just, all comes uh, back. Uh, it all comes back. Oh, that's the purpose. I get it now. 
<laughs> if there's a show you would like us to uh, stare at the ceiling and think about, you can send those <laughs> recommendations to us. Our email is areweebthereyet at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at areweebthereyet on both. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan. You can find me on Instagram at honeyperiod and on Twitter at honeyd8 and honeydart. And honey is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. You can find me on Twitter at abtsbrendan. Not a lot going on there. Instead, I recommend checking out your local Thai cuisine place. That shit's tasty. <laughs> Support small business. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for her theme song stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. Time to drift into the void. The void, she calls. Lapel du vide. <laughs> <laughs>